Isaiah, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Nah, what's that? Okay, let me give you the rundown. It's basically the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you literally everything you need all in one place. Do you want to know how it works? Yeah, tell me all about it. Okay, well, Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start recording today. You don't even need any fancy software or anything like that. Whoa, we got to get on top of that ASAP. Right? And there's still more. You can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. What? I'm on Spotify every day. Let me log on real quick. Also, with Anchor, creators like us can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. I'm going to download the Anchor app and check anchor.fm and start today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Silent Podcast, the place to wear everything but silent. I'm your host, Isaiah, back again with the Bounce Checks Podcast to talk about some Big Brother 24. Um, I was out the country uh, in in Bermuda last week, so I was not there, Um, but we have Katie and Josie who took took over the show and did whatever the hell they wanted to do with the tier list, so um, (laughs) here we are. Um, uh, Before we get into that, we have a very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine. We've podcasted before but we have not done it on silent podcast so uh, we have aza aza how are you doing today i'm doing good what's up what's up how are you feeling how you how's how's everything i know you've been busy on challenge uh you've been busy in, in these bb streets and, and I've, I've been seeing the advertisement for the cooking stuff i'll be seeing you but uh how are you I've been good. I've been, I've been in, yes, I've been in the challenge streets. I've been in the streets as well, just in general. Um, I've just been doing it summer. It's just, it's been like, it's a beautiful day today, but it's just been so like nice, like just generally in this area and to see where I'm at. So I'm enjoying the summer for everything that I've Yeah. All right. And um, for our panel, as usual, we have uh, Katie. Katie, what, what's going on? Not too much. Super excited to be here. Aza, thank you again for just being here with us and talking through this crazy show and the crazy weeks that have already passed and the crazy week that's to come. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. All right. And Josiane. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here and in the presence of Aza herself, the icon, the legend, the queen. And we're going to be talking about Big Brother. So it's all in all a good time. And I can't wait to talk about it, you know. We know who's HOH now, and it's looking like a, a good week for, for us BB uh, Twitter folk. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get to fully check everything out from last week, but, uh, but Katie, Josie, how did, how did uh, everything go in terms of everything? I know it's like it's wild. Uh, we, we just watched Daniel have one of the most biggest downfalls ever. What was going on? Yeah, I think we started off last week's podcast, Isaiah, by saying, first of all, you guys were crazy to give us the keys. And second of all, it's a good thing that we don't have exit press this season because we would lose the rights because (laughs) there's nothing we would have been able to hold back from Nicole and Daniel um, in these past few weeks. But we had a great time last week. Um, A few people fell from grace from our A tier down to a B or C. A lot of changes on that tier list from from week over week. Um, yeah, I think last week was really crazy, uh, especially with Kyle. I think Kyle played a really big part in in shifting the way uh, I think people view him 
and the overall dynamics of the house and what really was the true nature and intention behind the leftovers. We were taught one thing and then it looked like it may have been another thing. So it was kind of a, a crazy 180. Um, but now it's a, a Taylor HOH. So our girl is safe for one more week. She's not, she broke the first juror curse. Um, so I love that for black women. So I'm, I'm here for it. But yeah, last week was a wild ride. Um, Aza, so for you, I mean, obviously this is technically your second time cause you got to watch BB celebrity. Um, but now that this is like technically your first time getting to experience like uh being an alumni like outside of the show uh for an actual season i mean how how do you think it differentiates like uh your perspective when you used to be a fan for it um so i would have to say that my perspective changed um just in general from as soon as i got in the house last year so i had a lot of you know i give a lot of opinions on things. I, you know, I call people, this is a horrible player. This is a great player. They're not playing the game. They know how to play the game. And then when I got in the house, I was like, oh, okay. This is very difficult. This is super hard. And I was humbled very quickly. So um, I, I guess I would probably talk about how, so when I, when I watch the game now, I, 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 one, I try to remove as much emotion as I can from watching the characters and I just literally just try to watch it like I'm watching a chessboard and just watching pieces go back and forth. Um, I try to move as much emotion because I understand the bias and kind of come with it and I just kind of kind of look at them more just as for them and their personalities and how their personalities are are influencing their decisions, you know, um, seeing how um, while people didn't, you know, people might have said, oh, you know, Taylor didn't spend a lot of time with other people, uh, but she's an introvert. That's how she is and how that might not be good for the game, right? But then at the same time, her being able to keep that cool head amongst everything is what helped her to get to that position that she is now. So um, I kind of like to look at things kind of more at how people's personalities and their values and things kind of dictate their decisions. And then the other thing I've discovered too since being in the house is uh, everyone's playing the game, whether it's uh, people who you feel I guess people have opinions on me. They say I, I play around a lot, you know? I mean, whether, I mean, all I know is that was the most stressful laying around I ever did in my life because I was stressed every day. And I was, I felt like I was playing the game every day, you know? So um, that's the other thing I kind of have that understanding that um, perspective too, that, you know, everyone's playing the game. Um, everyone's battling their own, you know, battles and whether it's through their, their personality or the way that people perceive them to get through the house. But um, I find the game much more interesting looking that way, at least for me. Um, um, and yeah, it's just when I look at things and decisions people make, it's like, oh, okay, hmm, you chose to do that. Interesting. You know, you definitely, and this was like a big thing for me. You did this during Big Brother Celebrity on Twitter. You you said something about like uh, the the enjoyability for the fandom kind of is dictated by like if their favorites are doing well or not and you know i never really thought about that but like uh i think this season is a huge example of that like uh the oh first half uh taylor was like so down bad and i mean obviously everyone felt bad for her but like everyone hated this show cancel big brother uh uh the moment she got into leftovers nobody hates the show anymore like everyone's on board now and it's really it's a it's an interesting conversation it's like um 
it, it makes you think like, oh, okay, well, this is why production sometimes doesn't take Twitter, at least as a platform, as serious as like the other ones. Um, but it's like, it's definitely a crazy roller coaster ride. I thought that was an interesting uh, quote from you. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I find Twitter so fascinating. I find all these things so fascinating. And I'm, I mean, I can't say anything. I was part of it. I was a lurker on Twitter. I was a lurker on Reddit. I'm a member of other forums as well, too. And I, you know, used to kind of just like have these very hard opinions on things. And then, you know, what was the, what was the humbling is like, I guess what humbled me is when I, I remember outside the house, I didn't like Andy's game. I didn't, I didn't like his game. That's what I told myself. And I remember when he took Alyssa out, I was like, why would he take Alyssa out? Alyssa's kind of trying to work with him. Like Alyssa doesn't like, why would he take her out? I was so confused. Now, when I got in the house, I'm like, Alyssa definitely would have won the game. <laughs> like, right. it makes absolute sense to take her out. Now, when I, when I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, he was, it was his own style of gameplay, but he actually played a great freaking game. And I'm like, I'm like, why doesn't this ever get celebrated? Oh, okay, I get it now. Summer, because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's actually a, uh, a, high, a pretty high tier winner, in my opinion. But uh, when I saw their their reaction to that, and then Shayna was playing a great floater style game, and everyone is like, "This is the best I've ever seen." But you know, they seem to downplay you know Andy's accomplishments. I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's when the epiphany came in my head of like, geez, this is. I mean, it's it really, you know, you change things. It's based on the likability of the person or not. If you like them, you know, you're you're kind of always going to see that bias. But if you don't, it's going to be kind of hard. Yeah." I, I will say, like, one thing that I say all the time is, like, uh, with, especially with players in the house, is that perception is reality. And I think that's something that often comes to play, whether you're inside the house or outside of the house. Because even in a lot of, like, these conversations, it's communicating with someone, someone can interpret it a different way. And so definitely your tweet brings a point about perception. Because if someone we don't like is playing the exact same game as someone we do like, then obviously we're not going to have the same reaction. But that's because of biases and how we interpret things or maybe how we identify with players. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, I the way you phrased it was beautiful. I remember seeing the tweet and being like, well, that's that's so real. I may be a little guilty. I, I don't tweet like crazy stuff, but you know, so oh, I, I may be a little guilty. There's <laughs> no like, I, I, but we get things through like life experience. Like we mm -hmm. get things through experiencing them. I was the same exact way. And then when I experienced it, I'm like, oh, like, okay, I get it now. It's not like I had this knowledge in my head the whole time. It's just that I went through this experience and I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Oh, wow. Like, and it's it's been an epiphany and it's made, it's definitely made this, I was always fascinated by Big Brother, by just the socialness, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, Throwing 16 people in the house and watching a little crazy. I was always fascinated by it in general. But I feel like these days when I watch the show, I'm 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 really just observing like, you know, a microcosm of America and, and just how we act and how we react and how we, you know, do things. And like um, it's made the show much more interesting, I would say, for me when I look at it that way and when I really try to kind of look at the game like a chess match. And not a football game because football games are no <laughs> matches are yeah for sure. Um, I, Naomi saying it best, definitely. Um, right here it says celebrating Taylor's HOH with another iconic Black woman HOH. Excited to hear from Maza. Um, which uh, I actually want to start talking about some of the other players real quick before we get to the Taylor HOH. Um, 
Katie, I'm I'm curious with you, right? So before we move on to anyone, Daniel. So we so we just lost Daniel. Um, we we heard uh, one of the if for at least for the season. I'm not going to say Big Brother history. One of the the most interesting speeches. Um, uh, I'm just going to play it real quick. Uh, yes, yes. Please vote to evict me. I'd rather hang out with Nicole and Paloma than any one of you bozos here today. This place is a circus, and you're all a bunch of clowns. It's time to wake up and realize Michael has five competitions under his belt. I'm going to repeat that for you guys. Michael has five competitions under his belt, and he will win this season if you don't go after him next. A smart, super fan like Michael knows, a strong competitor like Monty on the block, you don't change that, nominees, unless you're working together. Figure it out. If you want me to go do your dirty work, vote to save me or vote to evict me. And in about 10 minutes, this season just got boring. Uh, how do we feel about that? <laughs> well, I think what Daniel, I mean, first of all, this man really thought he did something with that speech. He, yeah, he did. He thought he did. And he thought he was giving Dr. Will. He wasn't. Um, he was giving more Dr. Phil, maybe, I think, than Dr. Will. I don't know what he was doing with that speech. But what he, what he seems to forget is that he's the one that used the veto to basically backdoor his best friend in the house. And he, even in Julie's interview last night, Julie said, do you realize, like, you know, they told you that you didn't have the votes and you still use the veto. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't take any responsibility for it. I'm like, ah, what? Like, I don't, it was directly your decision to use the veto that got Cole out that put you in this position. Um, so it, I don't think there's any talking any sense into this guy. He keeps saying that he's an old school big brother player and has an old school mentality um, and isn't here for these big alliances. But I just, I don't see it. Um, I don't see it from him. He's, I don't know. Goodbye. Good riddance. This is a great pre-jury. Um, We'll get to see the game play out in a really fun way, hopefully from here. But bye, Daniel. I don't really know. I didn't get the clip, but like the when Julie Chen was like telling him what the leftovers was, he was like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, this alliance formed because of the mistreatment of Taylor Hale. And then his face dropped. He was like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oof. You know, um, and when he saw Taylor's goodbye message and he was laughing so hard, Julie was like, is she joking? Because she was just like, why are you laughing? <laughs> this are is we, not a joke. Are we, are we talking about this, Katie? Daniel, I've never been happier to see somebody walk their sorry ass out that door. Oh, and um, I guess your wish will come true. You don't have to speak to me until finale night. <laughs> That's so good. Is she, Daniel? <laughs> she ate is she joking? <laughs> Wow, that's a, oh man, you know, I haven't seen I haven't seen something like that in a while. That's old school. Yeah. I haven't seen since the day that Brittany Hayes heard goodbye messages that checking <laughs> people up. Man, that's a that's a that is a message. Yeah, yeah, that's old school Big Brother. The way that Taylor has yeah. been acting with her speech uh, when she was on the block against Nicole and in her goodbye messages, she's actually really giving the most old school. Her and her and Michael. Uh, Michael's goodbye message was great, too, with the idiot sandwich and the two slices of bread. I yelled when I saw the two slices of bread and he said, idiot sandwich. I literally lost my mind. I'm like, this is someone who, like, you can tell that he's obviously one of us, at least, like, to a spectrum, to a degree. But there's something you mentioned, Katie, about... Um, Daniel saying that he doesn't like to play with mass alliances and he likes to play old school. And this is something we saw, like we can see in his exit interviews. And the reason why I want to call that out or like highlight this point is because I think it's very frustrating, a little bit of like the hypocrisy that we can see with Daniel, because 
Daniel was totally fine with being a part of old school. He was totally fine with Nicole being a part of a big alliance. Um, and, you know, her like letting him know about um, all those things. So it's just to me, it feels like you don't like things when they don't apply to you. Like you were totally fine with a mass alliance when you were a part of it. But the moment when Taylor is, it's, oh, I don't like that type of gameplay. I don't like this type of energy, this attitude. But this game has shifted since BB16. And this is kind of the new era that we're in. And I think the way you go about how you, uh, a big group or a big alliance, is what really shows game strength. For example, obviously Oz is here, but like the cookout, having one member outside of their group, that to me is a new innovative way of taking something that has now become the norm of the game. So as much as you want to say you don't like new school Big Brother, you ultimately decided to participate and in an alliance and then it fell through and it just so happened that one major alliance got the better of it, got the better of you and your alliance. So I just found that really hypocritical on his part, but you know, you'll say yes. and do what you got to do. That is true. One thing I find interesting, his speech, I, I just, I, I, I wouldn't start off my speech with an insult. Like, that's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, you know? And then I'm like, did, was he, I know, I like I said, I don't really watch speech. Was he, like, the other parts of his speech, I feel like those are nice arguments, points to make. Was he trying to do that with other people, like, with the Taylors, with the Turners, with, like, you know, people that he could get those votes from? at all or did he just wait to talk he really wasn't Ooh. trying to infiltrate the other side of the house he really wasn't digging into deep with the leftovers maybe he was working a little bit with kyle and joseph or trying to because he didn't realize that they were part of it but he was really focusing his efforts on specifically terrence jasmine Alyssa, a little bit but really was not digging in too deep with with the folks on the leftovers he was yeah. he tried a little bit with michael um saying you know he would do his dirty work for him but I mean, he, he could have done a lot more. I think he could have also really pinpointed that uh, Kyle and Alyssa are clearly in a showman's and they're a pair and they should take the opportunity to break the pair up. Um, and he didn't really use that much as his argument. And and Josie, I think to your point about the way that the game is being played and, and him standing there in the speech and saying that, you know, or, you know, and what he's been saying throughout the week is that nobody in the house knows how to play Big Brother. Uh, I think he's showing that he doesn't really know how to play Big Brother because he can't adapt to the nature of the house. He came in with one mindset and he was not able to change his mindset out of, I want to play as a solo player. Or he, he, I mean, he had an alliance called the Rogue Rats. He wanted to be a rat in the game, but he didn't, he didn't adapt to the environment around him. And that was really his downfall. I, I think um, also what's really interesting is um, in regards to your question, Aza, and kind of to add on to Katie's point, it seemed like his focal point was to talk to Terrence, who he already had. And then he tried to work on Alyssa, but I think, you don't, I think a great player doesn't limit themselves to a specific group. I think you should advocate yourself for every single player because every single person has a vote. Like not to, you know, say that every vote counts, but it does. Like that's, that's the reality of the situation. And I think he just fought for Terrence, who he already had, um, Jasmine as well. They tried to work on Joseph a little, but Joseph went back to the leftovers and pretty much was just like, hey, like they really don't understand that I'm a part of this even though in his DRs he was saying Joseph was, but it was just all over the place. He didn't advocate for Taylor's vote or Turner's. Um, you know, if your pitch is against Monty and Michael, you pitch to everyone but Michael and Monty. Like, I just, he didn't do that. And I felt like that was, like, 
bad execution on his part. The game's not over till it's over. Yeah, so. you should you should be you should be trying to talk to every single person to get the vote. That's that's right, Big Brother One Hundred One definitely. Um, yeah, and then the other thing I'm thinking about too is like, oh, I know it's like seems surprising that people never seem to be able to like um, kind of see things, but when you're in like a one thing I've at least I felt like I observe in the house. Um, I kind of, even though I was part of the, the cookout in the house, outside the cookout, and even someone, my perception was here. And when, what people don't like, one thing I have discovered is that when you're like the underdog or your perception is here, you, you have so much more self-awareness and you also have a lot of insight into how things are working and turning. But when you're at a top, you, it, it would surprise me how a lot of the more power players in the house in my season would just be completely just like, just blind to like, you know, just a lot of things like, or just had no idea that somebody was coming after them or had no idea that they were considered this target. When you're in a place and you're comfortable for a while, that's when that's, that's a, I think that's a, a, um, a quote somebody said, as soon as you feel comfortable in a big brother house, you're in danger. You, you never but when you're in a position like Taylor or like Michael, who all my life I had to fight, fighting for vetoes every single week, when you're <laughs> than that you are you're not comfortable you're constantly like okay where am i at here where am i at there but when you're in a in a place of comfortable power it's it's kind of you know and you it's that can be the the downfall for a lot of people not just on this season but you know what with the mirror leaving game blindside with nicole leaving game blindside pretty much every game blindside everyone thought that they were at the top but we've actually seen that in many seasons beforehand of people who feel comfortable and then Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I have a question, Isaiah. I'll, I'll, I'll start to ask you first, actually, because I want to hear your opinion on this. Do you actually think that speeches at the end of the day really do matter or impact? Um, um, nine times out of ten, the impact is, is, is minimal. But I think regardless, uh, you should definitely be trying no matter what. Um, I, I know that you're talking about in like an elimination stance, but like speeches all in Big Brother history has actually like swayed things like tremendously. Like if you look at a uh, Dan's funeral, I mean, that's that's a very generic answer, but like he literally swayed half of the house doing that. Uh, if you look at a uh, last season of Big Brother, uh, I said last season, Big Brother 20 um, in the finale uh, votes or whatever, uh, Haley completely switched her vote uh, because of a speech. Um, there, there's been plenty of times throughout history uh, where people switch because of it. Now, has that really made like a huge difference? Uh, not yet, but like, I mean, never say never, you know, like you, you, you never know if you're going to have that opportunity to be that person, to be the first person to do something. So uh, you always try until like Julie says that you're out of here, you know? Um, the reason I asked is because um, Daniel, when he left, he knew that his speech wasn't really going to do much. But uh, there was a there was a video on YouTube that I watched about how speeches can impact the game, even if someone's evicted. So not necessarily change someone's votes, because I mean, Ozzy, you can speak on this. I feel like the moment you guys all sit down in that living room, you already know who you're voting for, regardless. Like, there's no way that's going to switch. But someone may say something or put a target on someone's back and it wake players up and realize maybe that person's a target. So there's influence in that sense for when that person leaves. Uh, do you feel that sentiment, Alza? Yeah, no, I definitely feel uh, speeches can work in terms of uh, putting a target on somebody else when you're out the door or, or things are putting a target. I think that that's a great opportunity for that. 
but I would agree that really honestly, the, you it's more dependent on the work that you're doing beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you literally are going to do that speech and literally blackmail the person. Like, you know, say something along the lines of like, um, and I would only, I think speeches would really honestly only matter at time of three, I think, when it's that last person and you have something on mm-hmm. the blackmail maybe. But um, I don't really think it's, it's, like you said, people kind of already have their opinions and you should kind of already be doing the work beforehand in the house um, to kind of know where where you're sitting at. But a speech is a great opportunity to put a target on someone else. Yeah, Mm -hmm. set up some fireworks. So um, I actually wanted to start talking about, now that Dan's out here, not gonna spend a lot of time over there. Um, Wanted to talk about Taylor. New HOH, uh, good and bad. I, I think it's a obviously Taylor's HOH is freaking awesome. Everyone's excited, party, whatever. Um, but um, uh, what what I am worried, uh, which I didn't really think about till last night, um, was uh, the new twist that they just announced about like splitting the house in half. And it seems like they're doing something like Survivor, where there's uh, two separate like eliminations. Kate, do you want to explain it real quick? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a full understanding of what the twist is or what it's going to be. I think there's a lot of speculation out there. But what Julie essentially said was next week, the game is going to be there's going to be two games of Big Brother being played simultaneously. The house is going to be split and they're going to be essentially sequestered away from each other and not able to communicate. So what it sounds like is the house is going to get split as Isaiah, like you said, kind of like a tribe split uh, in, in Survivor. And they're each going to maybe have their own HOH and veto comp and that'll be a double eviction, I guess a triple eviction in that sense, because we'll have the normal eviction and then a double um, in this new format. Um, but I don't know if we know more details other than that. And, you know, the scary part with that is that Taylor's not going to be able to compete for that HOH next week. So that's mm-hmm. technically, regardless of what group she's in, uh, let, let's say uh, Kyle and Alyssa or Kyle and Michael feel like, uh, let's make a move or something. Like, like you know, that's completely out of her power. So, you know, it's a scary predicament to be in. Um, but, I mean, she's definitely going to, it seems like, take this opportunity uh, to allegedly take a shout out either Terrence or, uh, I believe, Indy, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. Indy is, is first, and then if one of them comes down, Alyssa will be the replacement. From what yeah. I understand, are, are you? Well, how do you feel about that? Oz? I saw the hands. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted that Negro out. Right. <laughs> I parents to go home. You need go back, go back to the L train, bro. Go back to the L train. I was ready. Yeah. I, I understand. Okay, you know, I'll keep my Indy. Alyssa, yay! No, I want the parents to go home. Yeah, he's been drawing. He's uh, he's, he's he feels like furniture right now. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what Terrence is doing. Uh, even like it seems like today, I only caught a little bit of what's been going on. But he seems very grumpy. Uh, him and Jasmine, and you know, they all seem very upset that she's HOA. It is what it is. Win your own competition, you know. Um, but uh, here we are. Um, yeah, last night uh, after Taylor won the competition, he was following her around like a puppy and was like, when you come to Chicago, I'm your people. If you don't have people in Chicago, oh. like, you'll be with me. You'll come to my set. And I'm like, this guy was dragging Taylor all, not even all week, but specifically last week with Daniel when they were just powwowing together. But this whole season, he's been saying awful, disgusting things about her that are so unwarranted. And now he's scared because she's in power and she knows that he was, you know, riding for Daniel last week. I mean, it was obvious they were together all the time, but she was very upset about that. Um, You know, last week she was laying in the HOH bed. She gave us some camera talk and I don't think she's, gonna forget that anytime soon and the way that Terrence specifically made her feel 
they need to keep that same energy. Like, I don't know, I, I can't stand with them. Keep that same energy. If you don't like her, stick with don't like her. Like, like stick with that. Like, if I, the way I am, like, I pick a ship and I sail with it. And if, if I'm on a sinking ship, crap, I'm on a sinking ship, but I'm not going to jump it. Like, I pick yeah. that ship, you know? So you pick that ship, sir. So you should stay on that ship. I, the, the switch up is just so, like, Oh my gosh, it's a switch up for me. But Taylor's karma is real because to your point, Katie, even 24 hours ago, um, it seemed like Taylor and Terrence had like a weird thing after Daniel got evicted. I don't know what was shared, but I do know as someone who was watching the feeds on the live cards, he definitely told her not to speak to him. Yes. And then she yes. won. <laughs> so it's it's giving Taylor's karma. I mean, what you you what you she was encouraging him on the wall and he said not to speak to her. I mean, about this. <laughs> he, he spat in her face and then look I don't know yeah and Aza to your point I mean he was very clear with the ship that he chose last week and that was already a sinking ship after Nicole it was a sinking ship once Nicole went to him and said you're going home sorry you don't have my vote and then he decided to just still stay with Daniel and Nicole when Nicole was going then stayed with Daniel when he was going when he had so many chances to really work with Joseph and Monty and be at least not part of the leftovers but he could have been an asset to them and a number for them and he just chose not to and it doesn't really make any sense you're with these three these two guys who are very strong who have a good chance of winning competitions one of them was the HOH when you were their festy bestie and you're not taking that as an opportunity why exactly I don't know if he maybe thinks that the until you know today or until yesterday he thought that with him being situated against two big muscly guys of course him he sees that as a safe bet of him being able to stay on the block so he might have felt like he might not need to make mm -hmm. those opportunities or make those types of moves uh, maybe that's it uh, but i agree with you completely that i i like you did pick a ship you know you kind of did pick that ship to sail and like the you know switching back and going back it's just like I mean, I, not a good look. Not a good look. You know what you should have done? Told Taylor, you know what? If I was going to be HOH, I would put you up. <laughs> I, I think what's really interesting about Terrence's game is he had a path to work with the leftover, and he just chose not to. Mm -hmm. The Amara vote was so apparent. Nicole was talking to him like, I'm a cop. You know, you're leaving, so I'm just going to divulge all my secrets, tell you what it is. Daniel, like everyone voted to evict him essentially. Daniel gave him a pity vote, yes. But at the end of the day, the people who chose to keep you and the reason why you are still currently in this house, except for Amara, besides Amara, is because they voted to keep you. And he chose to, you know, bite the hand that fed him. And now he's reaping the consequences. And what's disappointing is that there's, uh, I don't know, I just... I feel like they haven't really given Terrence any reasons to, for him to position himself the way he has and to be so adamant about the way he feels about specific house guests. Um, and even last week, people felt like they had Terrence. Uh, Monty felt like he had Terrence until Joseph told him how they were pitching to vote out Kyle, I believe. So it's it's like every time like Terrence has people and he just like, I, maybe he just doesn't realize it or he's just not making good gameplay moves, but it's just very frustrating to watch because he's digging his own grave and I don't think he realizes it. And I guess ignorance is bliss. Well, yeah. look, this is uh, the same guy who was willing to, he said, when Amir got nominated, my time is done. You guys keep what? Amir, vote me out. Remember that. Right. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a 
He's so, a character. He's a character. <laughs> <laughs> he is, a character. Is, uh, is Terrence getting an invite to a house shop event, or uh, is that uh, is it going to well, get lost in the mail? So I, I am. You all might get mad at me, but I don't. Number one, I don't give out invitations to people. People DM me and say, "Hey, can I come?" Okay. So if that you happens, can? yes, you can come, and I have no problem being cordial with people. I don't have any like, I'll be cordial with you and all that stuff. Um, am I going to go out of my way? Um, no, but I don't have any problem being being cordial to them. But I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna have to really, I'm really working on myself. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, I gotta, I keep it right here. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, then you have to be cordial. He could DJ. I mean, hey. Uh, karaoke, you know someone. You got a good DJ, we good. <laughs> no DJ, no karaoke, now we go, we go. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, outside of Taylor, um, I mean, you got Kyle. He seems uh, kind of squirrely right now. He seemed like he really wanted to turn on the leftovers. Um, but, uh, you know, things didn't work out, and he uh, he, crew, he crawled right back into the, the, the pot he was in. So it's like, uh, what, what's going on with him there? You know, like, uh, I don't – oh, Katie dropped. She'll be right back. Um, but but what's what's going on there, Josian? I don't uh, I don't know what, what his plan is going on. So essentially Kyle wanted to um, – he essentially said to Michael that he was afraid that the people of color would work together – aka cookout 2.0 and so he went to michael during his hoh pretty much appealing to him as you know white man to white man and um i guess try to pitch <laughs> and try to pitch uh you know potentially getting monty and joseph out and it would have worked if alessa would have kept her mouth shut to be quite honest i mean michael felt like he was okay with either or um, because he would have been HOH, he wouldn't have voted. So technically, if the vote doesn't go his way, it's not his fault. He they, he was supposed to have the number. So Michael's covered. But Kyle's the one who is really essentially putting his game out on the line. And for reasons I believe that are his personal bias, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't know him personally, but the math, the numbers are there. The math is mathing. So, you know, it is what it is. And um, essentially, Alyssa went to, well, the problem was everyone pitched this idea to Michael. And Michael got kind of worried about that idea because then he's like, well, if I let this happen, I'll probably be at the bottom. Also, Alyssa kind of divulged some stuff to other people. I believe it was Joseph that kind of put these alarms in his head. So uh, Kyle spoke to the cameras and said, sorry, Alyssa, I have to stick with the leftovers. You know, I hope you're not mad at me. Um, but you kind of put me in this situation. So his loyalty to the leftovers is a big old question mark. I don't know how sincere and genuine it is. Obviously his reasons, um, is something that we debated about last year, uh, not last year, last week, sorry. Um, but now I think he's sticking with the leftovers. I think he's in a good position, but I think Joseph is actually in a better position than him. So I think how he navigates jury management will be very telling on his game so far. Because I think he's played the middle, but he's done it in a way that hasn't been um, very commendable. Mm. And Oz, I'm actually, I'm curious, I wanted to ask you this. Because um, we're not only in America, but we also saw this in Canada as well. The the um, the impact of the cookout is like scaring anyone that's like, a, oh, there's going to be a Black Alliance or POC Alliance or something. <laughs> Have you guys ever talked about that? I'm, I'm curious, like, dang, like, like, 
Because I know. We were like, oh my gosh, the black people after us are going to hate us. They're going to be heated. Like, we were, we were just like, oh my gosh, we just ruined it for them. But what was in our head was, okay, we really want to make sure that this happens. So, unfortunately, like, we just kind of got to make it worth it. It's going to have to be worth it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, hmm. Okay, so this is one thing. Somebody brought this up that I kind of blew my mind when I heard it. Um, you know, y'all remember when Obama became president? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hours and sunshine and, you know, life was good and hope changed. You know, like, yeah. it was great. It was just wonderful. And then um, within that season, you know, then Trump became president. And it was just like, and I'm not going to speak on the, them as political leaders. I'm speaking on the climate of America in that time. The climate mm -hmm. in America was great. It was awesome. It was everything. The climate changed. It just it got so much more dark when uh, once this happened. And it seems like I don't know if it's a type of balance type of thing that like when you know when something swings in one pendulum, it can just swing the other way like crazily. And that's what I see with I saw with BB Can with like you know, while everyone was very happy or, or voiced that they were happy about the cookout and what they did, um, the pendulum just swings in the other direction of just trying to dismantle that even any type of just and getting paranoid or, or dismantle any type of or mm -hmm. quench out any type of spark of that happening. We didn't only see that in BB Cam. We saw that in the Challenge USA as well, too. Um, and we're seeing it here. Like, I, I'm, um, do I agree with it? Absolutely not. But am I surprised? I'm not really surprised. I mean, because we, the writing was on the wall with BB Camp. Yeah. <laughs> um, Katie, I, I wanted to see. So, with Kyle doing all this mess, um, and I feel like eventually he's going to get him caught up because I know uh, Michael did his little rant where he was like, uh, Kyle and Joseph are trying to like uh, take control of this game, talking about Jerry Uh It seems like Joseph and Kyle kind of like swap spots. So, like, it seems like Joseph, I mean, is this wrong? Is Joseph in the best spot? currently or is that a is that a hot take i think joseph is in a great spot because i think people really do not believe that he's working with the leftovers and i think he does a really great job of hanging out with you know the girls with jasmine and indy and they love him and uh, i think you know terrence i think sees him even even daniel in his exit press today was like oh joseph's my brother and i can't wait to see him when we get it. he just didn't really realize i guess you know he knew who the leftovers were but i guess he didn't see joseph as a power player in that or as calling the shots and i think he does a really good job of balancing um but there is going to be a time i think that comes relatively soon where he's going to need to decide who he's going to or or show his cards a little more i think we know who he's going to stick with but i think there will be a time where he has to show his cards it could be this week. It could be next week if he's in power and we're broken up the house into two. Um, he might have to show where his loyalties lie. So I think it's it's kind of a house of cards, right? I think Kyle's house of cards maybe fell last week a little bit, especially I think he's just really getting caught up with the Alyssa of it all. And he's really kind of throwing his game away for that. He was doing really well before he really got caught up with her. Um, and now it's like every day it feels like he's flip-flopping in between what he wants to do. He wants to get Alyssa out. He wants to keep her. He trusts her. He doesn't trust her. He wants to talk game. He doesn't. So I think Joseph now kind of is edging him out a little bit, but I think we'll see how long it lasts from mm -hmm. Joseph's perspective. Interesting comments in the chat real quick. Joseph Boza says, that's why I liked Oz in her season. She was one side and didn't switch when the house <laughs> changed. Uh, and then Seth Tron says, uh, I feel like the leftovers are getting tired of Joseph getting to play both sides, and that only benefits him. And I agree. And um, I, I think uh, you're you're right, Katie, when you're saying that next week, 
with this whole twist happening, just like Survivor, uh, it's going to force people to kind of like betray people, especially if there's going to be like a full side of just leftover people with like uh, no Alyssa, no Jasmine, no Indies, no none of that. It's going to force people to like break bonds. You know, it's going to make people show cards. So um, I'm really excited and nervous uh, specifically for Taylor, but I'm really excited to see how that all pans out. Um, or well, let's let's think about the scenario where it might, I, and I don't know exactly how many people would be on the side, but let's say Joseph is on one side, wins HOH, and there's Michael and Brittany and Jasmine and Indy, and he puts up Jasmine and Indy. Everyone's gonna know at the end yeah. of the day that he's working with Michael and Brittany. So is he gonna throw his game away for to keep this middle um, ground, or is he gonna stick with the leftovers? I think he's really gonna have to make a decision. There's there's opportunity for him to really have to show exactly where his loyalties lie. And I, I worry that next week for Joseph, is it's gonna be the start of maybe his downfall like last week was for Kyle. Well, quick question. I'm sorry that I'm not like, don't, I'm not well-versed on something. No, please. Uh, but my question for Joseph is, does he, is he aware of, um, like where is where is his loyalty? His loyalty to leftovers at the end of the day. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, if the, I mean him talking to Indy and um, and him keeping up those relationships are what is able to conceal the leftovers, and it's what mm -hmm. they need to do that. At the end of the day, like if he does H O H, he does win H O H. Objectively, I think it makes absolute sense for him to just put up um, Jasmine and Indy, take one of them out, and only people he literally has to worry about are Terrence. And, yeah. and 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 somebody else and out of everyone else in the you know in the house that is winning hohs or winning things like that if he wins hoh next week he puts those two up uh, as long as one of those doesn't win hoh he can really sit chill sit behind and like act like nothing's happening and just win the six because um i think it's i mean i don't know that's how i that's how i see so even though he is playing both sides like if he knows where his loyalty is by at the end of the day and he makes sure to get one of those out of the house um i think he's he's okay i think he's okay um that's a great point actually too because you're right there really are not that many left on the other side of the house as michael mm -hmm. lovingly calls them the convenience store there's really not that many of them left um <laughs> and daniel was really probably like their anchor in competitions which we know anybody can win any comp we've seen jasmine Absolutely. win comps we've seen you know um even terrence almost won otev like we anybody is capable of anything we don't know what these comps are going to be um but when you when you look at the at the physical makeup, if these comps do start getting more physical and less of a crapshoot, the clear side you would want to side with is is the leftovers because Michael's won five comps already. You want him on your side. To be to be fair, also with your scenario, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it because even in your scenario, if he wins HOH, he can easily just put up one leftover and one person on the other side, say, hey, I don't True. want. X amount of person to think that we're close. And the reality of the situation is if Terrence, let's say Terrence leaves, that'll leave Jasmine Indy and um Jasmine Indy, I believe that's it. Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa. Alyssa. So if they're that's split it. into two sides, odds are two of those three women are leaving. Like right. if if everything in a perfect world for the leftovers. So really the only one person you would have to deal consequences with is whoever is left standing. So, and in my opinion, it might be Jasmine because I don't think they uh, see too much of threat value due to her injury. Mm -hmm. um, so in reality, he wouldn't have to suffer too many consequences uh, short term. Long term with jury management, I don't know how that's going to look like. Um, 
But the frustration, I don't even feel like the frustration is coming from leftovers. I think it's coming from Michael and Brittany because they talk about it constantly. I don't think Monty really cares. He's like, you're giving me this information, brother. Uh, like, thanks. And he's always like, oh, it amazes me every time you come here and you tell us about this side. But I think Michael should tune into the fact that they might be more mad at Joseph than him. Because mm-hmm. they might feel like Joseph owes them something. And when they get revealed about the leftovers, as a jury member start to come in, you know, it might not bode well for him. We jury jury is everything. Jury management is everything. So that's four of them currently right now? Four of them yes. that are outside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chaos. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Lastly, uh, I guess uh, out, out of all the people, I mean, uh, Turner's sitting in the middle, Monty sitting in the middle, people looking at him, but he's relatively safe still. Um, and then you still got Jasmine and Indy doing Jasmine and Indy. Um, they're not really uh, doing much. Um, I'm, they, it, what was uh, the food that she used for a confessional this week? It was it went from uh, long five butter beans, apple pie, rack <laughs> Not sure what the chicken what the wing next and an air fryer was one. You know, at this point, I think because that them, I love production. One thing I'll tell you, I love production. <laughs> Whenever I got in there, it's like a good kiki, but they know exactly what they're doing. It's the same thing to me last year, constantly bringing up Xavier. I had a really good friend in there, so that was my outlet to talk about how kiki was. And I mean, all of those made the screen. Like, yeah. there is somebody in production is just like, Name another pie that you used to like, and probably cracking up. But she's like, "How about them rams?" You know, oh, name another something. And they're like, and they're just probably eating it up, just like, and probably going like, you know what? Like, just keep going. And I, it's just, it's just funny. I think you know exactly what they're doing. Well, they really setting us up. They be setting us up. Yeah. They're like, well, what's, what's the next food? Uh, a lime pie. Brighter than the, than a lime pie. Use that. Use that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's all she's really given us right now, other than the the injury. I mean, Jasmine's being Jasmine, you know. Um, don't know when her time's gonna come, but I mean, here we are. It seems like she's not leaving this week. Jasmine, 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 you take a Christmas strategy, bro. Yeah, basically, yeah. There you go. Jasmine, get right there. And I don't. When I hate when people say, "Oh, she's a," it's a waste to use it on her. It's a waste to. No, it's not a waste. That is a spot in final three. Like what people say, people saying more like, "Don't sell games." Oh, it's a waste. No, you're not wasting. That's a whole threat in itself. Absolutely. People are continually overlooking you, and most of the time, they are very aware of the fact that they're not. I also think she is kind of like the head of the other side. If there is another side, there's only a few people left, but she Mm -hmm. really is the one that keeps them all together. They're always talking to her in bed and in that room. Um, So yeah, I think that she, she's a social threat. Um, Even though we might not agree with a lot of things she says, they, they definitely are all hanging around her and spending time with her. So I would, I would say she would be probably my priority out of that whole side of the house, maybe her or Alyssa because of the Kyle factor, but Indy, I think, could go at, at a certain point and Terrence too, but Jasmine, I feel like would I would be the priority for me. If if we're being like the thing about Jasmine, Isaiah I said this last week, so you weren't there, but I said that Jasmine embodies what modern BB is very cart like almost a caricature of what it used mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, heightened, you know, animated uh, to to an extreme. But I think the issue is every exit exit interview, even though a lot of people complain about. Jasmine's lack of like 
social cues when like she's asking for things or not asking, but demanding rather is the right verb. Um, I think the issue with that is that it's going to rub people the wrong way. But everyone has left the house saying, I love Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, I mean, maybe they're saying that for press, but they usually, Jasmine doesn't get prompted. Honestly, Taylor gets prompted every single time. Yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think that's the biggest threat, honestly, because I think all of the leftovers are going to start shooting at each other. And if she is still there, she'll make it to the end. And they'll think all she did was, you know, scoot around all over the place and not do too much, blah, blah, blah. And so if they bring her in the final two and everyone's leaving the house feeling like they love Jasmine, she'll have the vote strictly because they love her. And that's a part of the show. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even think that it's a count. Oh no. Okay, Tamar, Tamar, I'll Tamar counts for me. Um she's our, our first black woman. Yeah. But yeah, I think Jasmine is um well, I, 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 she would not be my first pick as a winner. Um, I do think that she has a lot of uh, undervalued, uh, um, you know, content or worth or value within the house for the other side who will make up the jury, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, Aza, to your, to your point, I don't know if you ever seen Tyson's Survivor season, but I remember he was like, I want to hurt myself on purpose. So I can make it far in the game, and then he got hurt and used that as strategy to get far. So I was like, "Oh, that's hilarious." Um, but yeah, um, do we have anything else to say, guys? I, I don't. I, I think we basically went through uh, anything important that that uh, the cast has been going through. Yeah, I think the only thing for me is uh, something I think Josie that you had mentioned that the leftovers are going to start shooting at each other, and I'm really interested to see how the house shakes out from that. I feel like right now, if that starts to happen. Taylor and Turner are probably the safest in between the the um, the shots being fired between Kyle, Michael, and Brittany. Um, maybe with Alyssa and Monty and Joseph on the other side. Maybe with some other folks if there are some other folks left over. Um, so I'm really interested to see how the game starts playing out as the as like I said, as Michael lovingly calls in the convenience store starts thinning out a little bit, especially after this triple. Who's gonna Who's gonna fall in the middle and start missing the shots that are being taken and and really make it to the end? That's what I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Um, I think, I think, uh, I agree with you. I do think that Taylor and Turner in the middle, I think it'll be, and this is what I would like to see from certain players. I think you can use anything and everything within the big brother compounds as a game and as moves. And I think one big thing is Taylor, um, about how she's been treated in the house. I do people recognize and know for this for a fact that these women and some of the men don't like Taylor. So to me, I would use that and go, they're not going to cast a jury vote for her because of their personal feelings within the house. And I would rather bring her to the end than like my Michael or Kyle who, who are seemingly in the middle, even Joseph. So I'm interested to see how people are going to look at Taylor in that regards, because I think right now you should be worried about who will beat you in the end because you're in the jury phase. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be necessarily about who's your like bestie, but who you can. I mean, we all came here for some money. Let's be real. You know, y'all can be friends after this Kiki if y'all really about it, but it ain't paying the bills. The friendship is not paying the bills. You know, taxes are due. School fees need to be paid. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I think I'm interested to see how people are going to start targeting them and for what reason. I think what reason will be the biggest part. 
because if you're just targeting someone who has a one competition so they look big i'm sorry friend it don't it don't back it up like if you sitting at the end with zero uh, like comp wins but you're built as a truck like it don't mean nothing to me because you don't have the proof to back it up so um i think i think that would be a big thing and i think if people target taylor it's just because they don't like her because i don't think she's going to get the jury votes i don't think she's getting jasmine's vote or indies which is unfortunate because i love her but like these women don't <laughs> you know, i could be delusional but i i think even with us being the jury face is a lot more game play i mm-hmm. remember and I, I i always think about my experiences and like okay and see like you know, i remember in the beginning of the jury phase um i was just like there is no way that i'm going to be able to win this game i'm like there's no way mm-hmm. like i don't i didn't think i was like how who there was no one who i could sit next to i didn't see how i could get my votes and everything like that but then as the game went on, I started to understand my profile. I started to say, okay, I'm not going to be able to be that, you know, whatever bombastic player. But if I do the little things that I'm doing, I'm going to at least have a case. Mm-hmm. And um, I started, I mean, I went from really truly not believing I could even had a chance to truly believing even with the person who was considered the best in the game that I had a shot against him if I got myself to final two and did there. There's a lot of game left. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at, at, I remember during that time, I really felt like I was like, I'm going to be the first one out the door. When six comes, I already know everyone wants to get rid of me. And it, that didn't happen. Uh-huh. I got through. So there's, I have, tr- I have hope for her. Uh, I mean, this is someone who week one was just like, we were like, baby, just, just get out the house and come and give me a hug. Like, just get out from, you know, and look where she is now. She's in a great place. She got a lot of game left. She's very smart. I want her to kind of like do this, not really ruffle any feathers, and just sit back and just chill and let everybody do whatever, yeah. just mind her business and like continue to keep up her social relationships that that likability is going to start to come back and she's going to start to have those periods of jury. And then what happened? That's the goal. Um, I, I did want to add to something real quick. There was something you mentioned earlier about um, the cookouts influence on like later games. And there is, I think for me, prior to the cookout, anytime there were black people in a house together, it was just automatically assumed that they would work together. Yeah. Um, and then prior to your season, we did have Bailey and Dave on, but it just got to the point where they didn't even know each other and they just assumed automatically from jump. Obviously, they ended up working together, um, you know, and that happened. So to a degree, yeah, they were right. But it's like when people force kind of that shift to happen, it's like you're some people are just like might as well. And it, it happens that way. And I even even BB can nine like Latoya and um, all of these people, they weren't necessarily working together, just those three, but they would purposely be so far away from each other to not put a target on themselves and still people put them together. People will always put black people together. So at the end of the day, for me, it just felt like, yeah, people can blame the cookout all they want, but people have been using their, our biases against us from time. So this is not new news. This is nothing new. And so I think it's kind of ridiculous to just blame it on the cookout because the cookout ate down and they executed what some of us have been dreaming about to have a first black winner. And so I think it's it's unfortunate that people are turning this really good, important message and changing it into something or using it and, or weaponizing it 
against other people in different situations. And so now, you know, if any other black person gets cast on the show, I hope that they have that self-awareness of, you know, people are always going to have this bias regardless of the cookout or not. And so I have that, that has to be an extra layer of the game that I have to navigate, which is unfortunate because, you know, we would like it for all of us to be fair, but you know, life's never been fair for a black person. So, and big brother, like you said, is a microcosm of the, of real world. And, you know, as black people, that's why we have black excellence. We just work through it. So hopefully Miss Taylor Hale can take that crown and, you know, rep for the black women, but you know, it's, it's not the cookout's fault. And, you know, we just work and we grind and that'll make uh, another black winner so much more excellent to overcome that adversity in addition to what we already have to deal with in a general sense. That's a very important, beautiful point. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't unmute myself. Oh my goodness. But all right. <laughs> that's a, that's a good place to, to end the podcast for today. Um, all right, Aza, I want to say thank you again um, just for coming on. We really appreciate you and, um, you know, appreciate our friendship and everything. You're awesome. Um, you, you have anything you want to plug, uh, anything you got going on, um, you can uh, drop sure. it. Um, okay, well, you can follow me on Instagram, Wonderful What Alas, um, on my Twitter and my TikTok. I'm Aza underscore awesome. I don't know why I'm doing my TikTok. I don't post any videos on there. <laughs> but um, there's that. Um, um, and then just keep in mind, keep in, keep in, uh, keep, keep looking and plugged on my socials. I'll be announcing very, very, very soon, um, house chops, which is going to be in a Midwest location. Um, it's looking to be either Chicago or Atlanta. Um, and then the finale of our house chops in LA. So we have uh, two watch parties coming up. All right. Thank you so much. Um, and I, I, like usual, you're always welcome over here if, uh, if you ever want to come over. Um, but yeah. uh, Josie, uh, what's, what's going on in the, in the podcast world? Yes. So obviously I podcast here every Friday with Isaiah and Katie. And when Lance pulls up, you know, we always have a good key key, some back and forth. Um, but other than that, I am uh, the host of Just So Damn Messy, where we cover your favorite reality TV shows. Love Island UK just ended. So, you know, me and my bestie Karina, we got our tea. We spilled our thoughts. So the reunion just happened. A lot on that side of the Twitter streets, a lot is happening. So, you know, tune in for that if you're ever interested. Obviously, we might cover F-Boy Island. So for the girls who are watching that, get into it. It's a giveaway. F-Boy Island, girl, get into it. It's messy this season. It's oh, good. Wow. I did not even, I've never, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just, I'm flattered. Wow. Oh, it's a show. Get into it, Miss Ma'am. We are probably going to cover that at the end of the season for sure. And if you like a little bit of spooky, suspenseful shows, we're covering PLL's Original Sin. And probably, I know what you did last summer. It came out a few uh, a few months ago, but the show is giving, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, but you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, JoseanneXNM, uh, J-O-S-I-A-N-E-X-N-M. Sorry, every time I spell my name out, I have to think of Carrie, so it makes me hesitate. But yeah, I tweet about reality TV. I give you the good tea, you know, so give me a follow. But that's what's it for the, me. What's that show streaming on? Which one? The last one you are just talking about. I don't know the name of it. I saw the... I know what you did last time. Yeah, the one with Tito. Um, that one is Prime Video. Got it. Okay. All right, uh, Katie, what's going on? 
Yes, you can drop me a follow on Twitter at RealSlimKatie. You can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash RealSlimKatie with an underscore at the end. Had an amazing charity stream last week. Uh, we were able to raise over $4,000 for reproductive rights and abortion rights for those in states where uh, those rights have been restricted or taken away. That link is still active if you were not able to make that stream on Saturday. So you can find that on my Twitter if you would like to donate. It's a really great cause. We're donating to the Bridget Alliance who helps uh, those in need of services and healthcare uh, across state lines if they need to do that so they provide uh, transportation services they provide logistical help so really really great cause um you can also listen to me here on silent podcast covering all things big brother with uh isaiah josie and lance and you can find me with carrie on uh tj hates quitters our challenge usa podcast uh starring the amazing aza who we were just giving her praise before we started um so impressed and and amazed by everything you were able to do this season seriously this show is um i think it's blowing us out of the water with how good it is i didn't i don't think we really knew how, what to expect and it's it, it's great it's the best challenge product we've had in a really really long time um, and we also cover all things Real Housewives. So we were on hiatus for two weeks while Carrie just had some life stuff going on. So we will be back this Sunday with the Cool Water Show. Um, we'll be celebrating our 30th episode. We're going to have an adult beverage to celebrate and talk all things about the last couple of weeks of Real Housewives that we've missed. So check us out there. And Aza, thank you so much for being here. It was a, a, such a great conversation, which is a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. This was so much fun. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be um, keeping tune with both of your, uh, your podcasts because <laughs> I use Real Housewives. And I need to learn about this island. Like, I mean, we got plenty of them here in DC, but I'm still <laughs> I'm very interested. Well, Ozzy, you're more than welcome if you ever want to come talk Real Housewives. Absolutely. We cover them all. We watch every every city. So you're more than welcome to join us anytime. I'm a, I'm a land girl. And a oh, we love it. Yes. Potomac is coming back soon. We just got a release date. So anytime. All right. Uh, real quick, I also want to say uh, apparently nominations came in. Spoiler alert. But uh, Taylor has nominated Terrence and D as we thought. Um, but yeah, lastly, uh, you can, if you, uh, want to follow me and anything I'm doing, you can find me on all platforms, eight ball bangers, literally the number eight, then ball bangers. Um, you can find me here on silent podcast, talking about big brother, as they said, every single week, um, as well as, uh, talking about movies with Mark Levy at the movies podcast. Um, and also talking about Marvel content with, uh, Jake Schwartz every now and then. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, survivor Philadelphia. That's still going on every Tuesday been freaking wild um so uh you can check that out uh we i've been doing x interviews with all the players um and me matt scott are on that if you're familiar with him it's a very fun time um and lastly uh you can find me rhap i was uh there last night with uh rob and taryn and kirsten and uh we were breaking down everything that happened last night um but there you go um so until next week uh where we hopefully champion taylor and hopefully don't have her eliminated during this uh crazy twist um we will see you guys next week have a good one bye bye